Good morning, everybody. This is the Marcus Today Members Podcast on Thursday, the 6th of July. And what can you say? Down 72 points. That sugar hit from the RBA on Tuesday didn't last very long, did it? This is general advice only, not to be confused with advice suited to your personal financial circumstances. Yep, the market down 72. The futures this morning weren't suggesting that bad a day. They were down 37 points on the back of the Dow Jones, down 130, and the Nasdaq was only down 0.2 of a percent. But our banks today doing a fair bit of damage. Most of them are down 1%. BHP down 2.2%. Resources going nowhere. Not a good look. So yes, on the day the RBA paused rates, we jumped 40 points in a blink, ended up 33 points. And yesterday we were down 26 and today we're down 72. And as I wrote yesterday, the criticism of the RBA is that they've paused too early or didn't need to pause. Almost all the strategists still think that they need to raise rates two or three more times. And there is some suggestion the decision was a bit political with Philip Lowe's position coming up for debate in September. Anyway, today the mood of hawkishness is everywhere. The US had federal open market committee meeting minutes out overnight and whilst there was no great surprise bond yields did rise the chances of a rate rise at the July is it July 26th meeting is now up to 90% and the minutes although they paused rates at the last meeting the minutes made it very clear that additional rate rises were appropriate some members had wanted to raise rates at the last meeting and there are a few signs that inflation is slowing towards the uh, the not the RBA, the FOMC's goal. And this is a recent quote from Powell. Inflation pressures continue to run high and the process of getting inflation back down to 2% has a long way to go. So hawkishness everywhere, here and over there. I read one comment in the AFR today which was suggesting that part of the reason the RBA paused is the realisation that people on variable rate mortgages are probably not going to feel the pain until the fourth quarter of this year, if not the first quarter of next year. So there is a lag effect to these rate rises. Either way, the market not liking it. And on the back of all that, I have thrown in the towel on our ideas portfolio and the one stock portfolio. So I'm bailing on BHP and Macquarie, selling both of those in the one stock portfolios in the morning. That's not a comment about fundamentals. That's a comment about the lack of momentum in the market and in both stocks at the moment. We bought into the recent market bottom, actually timed that quite well, but got caught in that four-day end of financial year sell-off a couple of weeks ago, held on, have made it out alive, are pretty much square, but I'd prefer to be out now waiting for the next easy trade rather than sitting in BHP and Rio as they turn the top, as the market turns the top as well, hoping that something miraculous comes comes along to boost the market. The RBA pause was as good as it gets, I think, and that wasn't enough. The RBA are expected to continue to raise rates. The Fed are expected to continue to raise rates. A recession risk hangs over the US. You might notice there's a 100-point basis point inversion in the 3- and 10-year bond yields in the US at the moment. Equities are ignoring the rise in US bond yields, which are going to be over 4% soon. A number of strategists pointing out that equity valuations are too 
high considering interest rates at the moment. And the big driver, which has been big tech, is bloated with gains and I think is more vulnerable than it is tantalizing at the moment. Goldman Sachs are also warning about a market top. The Chinese stimulus hasn't materialized and if it does, apparently it's unlikely to impress. And we've got the jobs numbers on Friday night, tomorrow night in the US and the risk is on those being a hot number rather than a cold number and triggering a more marked sell-off in the US rather than a buy-on. More risk than reward in the jobs numbers in other words. And then we've got a CPI number in the US next Wednesday night and I would be more worried about that than anticipating it joyously. So glad to have got back to square on BHP and Macquarie but happy just to exit now and come back when things are a little bit more exciting than they are at the moment. We need a positive excuse to jump back in. That would be something like a good CPI number or a material believable stimulus from the Chinese. Something to get excited about. At the moment, we're just sitting in both stocks in a momentumless market, waking up hoping it's not been a bad night. So let's exit from no material loss whilst we can and time our re-entry at some point, which is more exciting than it feels at the moment. So selling BHP and Macquarie in the one-stock portfolios today. Also, in the ideas portfolio, selling FMG, similar reasons to BHP, and we've dug ourselves out of a hole in FMG in the last week or so, and the retailers happy to take profits. We've got 12% profit on Adairs in seven days. We're in the money on Harvey Norman and Levissa. At one point, we were down 6% on Levissa. As I say, against a hawkish backdrop, it's hard to be excited about consumer discretionary, and we've managed to avoid the risk of a confession in Levissa, which I always felt might just happen. So getting out of all our trades in retailers and in FMG in the ideas portfolio. So we're sitting with an empty ideas portfolio once again, empty one-stock portfolio portfolios, waiting for some reason to get excited again. The other reason to do some selling, and this is a big one, is if I haven't mentioned this before, I'm going on holiday at the end of next week. So going to the UK, visit my brother and family. I'll still be watching the market, never get a holiday really. But as any long-standing member knows, whenever I go on holiday, the market falls over. So we'll see what happens. But yes, going on holiday next, not this Sunday, Sunday after. I'll be keeping a watching brief. In the strategy portfolio, this technology bubble, if it is a bubble, this technology rally is holding. So on a bit of a hair trigger in case we do see a NASDAQ sell-off or a US market sell-off, but it hasn't happened yet. So still holding, but feeling a lot more comfortable about holding 32% cash. And today I'm selling the rather anomalous SLF, which is the REIT ETF that we're holding and have been holding in the strategy portfolio for some time. We are ahead on that, but it's so slow moving, doesn't sit naturally against these market calls. It's a sector call and it's not that sexy a set call. So let's free up the cash. Global hawkishness doesn't help REITs and these property re-evaluations, a number of REITs have been revaluing their portfolios lower and that's not a good backdrop. So out of SLF, still holding HND 
IDQ and IHVV, which are the ETFs over the NASDAQ and the S&P 500, have cleared out the ideas portfolio. The one-stock portfolios are sitting in cash. The whole market is feeling a little bit flat to down. Risk of the jobs numbers, risk of the CPI number next week. Let's just sit back and watch for a while. Other things today, I've done a stock take on JB Hi-Fi. Great stock, decent yield, good fundamentals. But if you have a look at all the commentary from brokers, it's all about the results risk. So I wouldn't be buying it until we get the results risk out of the way. But after that, there are some solid fundamentals, a great company, a decent yield. Let's reassess after the results. I'm also doing a quick stock tape on AP Eagers, which somebody requested. And I have a host of others on the list. Apologies for not getting to all these earlier, but I am just a little bit overworked at the moment. Other stuff today, you'll probably see Telstra got upgraded to a buy by UBS yesterday. Looks like they are going to abandon the NBN's Sky Muster regional satellite service. Didn't want to put their name behind it, they say. The NBN has spent $620 million building that. Looks like they might write it off as Telstra offer internet and voice calls via Elon Musk's Starlink service. That was announced on Tuesday, of course. But getting a lot of coverage is this UBS upgrade to Telstra. It was up 1.16% yesterday, upgrading to a buy, lifting their target price to 475 cents from 460 and say the stock will re-rate relative to its peers thanks to its low earnings risk and pricing power. I did a stock take the other day on Telstra. It is a solid, low-risk, defensive income stock. It's not a growth stock. It's one of the least volatile stocks in the all ordinaries. just moves 1.3% a day on average, which is sometimes less than the index itself. So a defensive stock, reasonable yield. PE ratio has crept up. It used to be an average of 15 times. It's now up to 26 times. Uh, this price doesn't offer outstanding value, but the lack of volatility and a reasonable yield does mean it is of significant interest to retiree investors interested in income. Share price 437. That compares to UBS saying it's 475, worth 475 in a year's time, which is how most target prices work. In the technical scan section today, I did note it's, it's a little bit premature, but I did note daily signals. Daily signals are very fickle, traders only, but daily sell signals on the S&P 500 and a daily buy signal on BBUS, which is the ETF that goes up when the S&P 500 goes down. Technically, it's a signal, but it's hardly a trend. But suddenly today, it's looking right. A buy signal, short-term buy signal on BBUS. Some of you SNAS traders might start having a look at the bear ETFs on US markets. I also noted a daily sell sell signal on MFG Magellan, which has dropped, I think, 6% today after a FUM update. And I could tell you there are buy signals on Bank of Queensland, A2 Milk, and a bunch of rural stocks, but I don't think anyone's in the mood to buy anything at the moment. And one for Henry, there's a weekly buy signal on Hastings Technology, HAS. And I'm quite interested in 
in a daily buy signal on corporate travel, but I just can't in this market buy into anything. But it is quite a marked buy signal. So there you go. First little indications of a peak in the S&P 500 and a bottom in SNAS and BBUS. Punters only, I think, for those two, those three. You probably saw John John's Ling Group, JLG. Henry wrote about it today. Did a capital raising, made a couple of acquisitions. Brokers seem to love it this morning. Target prices, three brokers with target prices, 43%, 41%, and 19% above the current share price. Henry likes it as well. Also in Henry's take today, he looks at IMD and ATC at the request of a couple of members. And he has a great guest for On The Couch. Not Kathy Wood, he says, but the next best thing. And don't forget to register for Ask the Analyst at 2.45 p.m. Sorry, that's on Friday. And at 2.45 p.m. today, he'll be on Ausbiz talking small caps. And there we go. Market as I leave you, still going down, down 81 points, low of the day. Dow futures down 52, which is not too bad. NASDAQ futures down 0.1 of a percent. That seems to be the same number every day. Let me just check that's live. Yes, it is live. So no signs of a collapse in big tech at this point. MFG now down 6.8%. Star Entertainment, which was just looking like it might be bottoming, down 5.5% today. ARB down 5.2%. And Henry getting excited about Rare Earth's stock ARU up 6% today. WBT up 3.2% today. St. Barbara Mines up 25% today. And there you go. You have a fabulous day. We will be back tomorrow.